Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to editor Jan Miles about his work on Sharper. Miles is a two-time Emmy winner for The Crown in Sherlock, an Ace Eddie winner for Sherlock, and a BAFTA Television Craft Award winner for Sherlock. What you guys do, this is why I like talking to you guys, because it just kind of completely goes over. I'm like, I don't know how you do that at all. Like, it, 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 it's mind-boggling, just the, the things that you guys are able to do and, um, and bring yeah, to well, life. Because it's just, I think it's magic. And um, Yeah, no, I think, it, I, think it, I think you're right. I think it's it sort of, it's, there's a kind of sort of sense, you know, there's a lot, there's sort of, you know, there's the mechanics of it all from the, you know, like shooting to the script to, you know, to the, uh, you know, to the bits. But that, so when you really go into the core of it and go inside it, for me you know my personal experience of it is if you sort of went how do you do that I wouldn't be able to tell you really how I do it because when I'm in the middle of it it's sort of swirling around in this magic mm. and it sort of forms itself in a way that you kind of know you're doing these you're doing these things and you're controlling this machine and you're controlling this photography but you I, I get attracted to certain parts of it and I get drawn to other parts of it and they piece themselves together and when I stand back from it and rewatch it I'm like how did I do that? It's kind of like that feeling. So there is a sort of element of engaging in it in a sort of magical, unbiased, unconscious way. Mm. And I yes. think, in, you know, so, and that, that's kind of where, it, it, yeah, it's sort of hard. It's like really hard to talk to. When you talk to someone like, a, like yourself, someone sort of asks you a direct question. It's so easy to go because I know how to do it. It, but that's not the answer you see what I mean it's not the answer but to sort of go back over it sometimes those things are relatively unexplained you know yeah I mean what I mean this is going a little off script now but I think it's a pertinent question to what you just said I mean when you wrap everything and you're you're you just sort of wiped your hands clean of the project I mean what do you what what is your first sort of takeaway from the project at hand? I mean, any project at hand. I mean, so when it's finished, yeah, yeah, when it's finished. So I have a sort of feeling of, uh, I think up until that point, you carry it, right? You carry, you carry story. I carry story. I carry the characters. I carry those, you know, not the actors, the characters that they formed. And when it's sort of fully finished, and I feel like everything is there, everything is mixed, every part of the nuance sort of it crackles and fizzles. I sort of let it all go. And to be, you know, to be quite honest, I don't really want to see it again after that. I find it very difficult. I don't know, you know that, you know that feeling? I don't know if you have this, Jackson, but if you ever sort of record it, you probably do, because you edit a lot, obviously, with your work. But if you sort of, you, you know, I don't know, everyone's different, but sometimes if you hear yourself back, in your own voice, you sort of, oh, that's me hearing myself from this other perspective. Sometimes some there's a, that, that sort of sense, that feeling like that, I don't know if you're affected by it, but some people are. The, for me, the film's a bit like that. Is I let it go and I want it to sort of go, go yeah. and, and do its thing. And I kind of sort of feel really nervous and anxious no. to, go back to, to, go, to go back to it. You know, sort of feel that, to go, it's sort of, I wouldn't say that trauma is probably too big of a word. <laughs> That's, it's not a trauma because they end, you know, and particularly this film, Sharper, this film ended, you know, it went really smoothly. Apple A24, fantastic, you know, 
but it's nice to let it go. I sort of didn't, I, I think when I watched it at the premiere at the BFI after that, I was like, that's it, you know, I'll, it's like wave goodbye to a sort of uh, an auntie or an uncle or something. And maybe in a year or so, I'll sort of watch, hopefully meet the uncle or auntie again, you know, and sort of yeah. try. But yeah, sort of, I think it's just, a, it also, I think for me as an editor, is to take on the you know the next the next project and sort of allow those characters to manifest themselves with me you know so I don't want Madeline and Max anymore you know I don't want them in, in you know so it's sort of allowing and also allowing a bit of um you know the real life that you live back in you know because yeah. it's quite because it's quite consuming you know I mean from I think everybody's involved you know from actors. So you know, people people sort of live and breathe this, you know, in, in that moment. Or and I sort of stay. I guess I'm from, you know, as an editor, I'm in from the very beginning of the shoot, and I'm right to the very end. So I sort of switch the light switches off, and you know, and sort of kind of, you know, that kind of I'm done. It's over. No, I hey, I get the I have the same feeling. One, I hate my voice. There I you go. I can't stand my voice whenever I hear it when I'm yeah. editing the podcast after. Um, exactly it's exactly that you gotta let you gotta let it go right it's sort of cathartic. i know i know yeah. like i mean i, I, hate I it. Try, yeah i've tried to i've sort of tried to i've tried to amend that you know i have with experience i've tried to you know sort of with slightly uh time and wisdom i've sort of gone you know try and face it and try and enjoy it and i you know and i have done i have gone back and looked at things i've made you know over a decade ago and looked at them and gone oh that's quite good and then other times I'm just sort of putting myself under a blanket you know what was I thinking but anyway that's 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 the kind of thing I think so uh, but I'm ultimately letting go but also being um confident that you're that I feel like it's 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 ripe and ready you know mm -hmm. and that you're putting your best work, work yeah exactly work. yeah Exactly, and then yeah, yeah, and then and then in this great marvelous you know universe we're in, that then it goes out and it took sort of somewhere in a year, over a year, well, including Ben's prep, probably two years, and then it takes someone thirty seconds to write a review and post it online, right, and kill the whole film in sort of three and a half <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I mean, how that's crazy, right? That's the world. Two years of work and someone can pen something in thirty seconds, but that, that's that's opinion, right? That's where that's why we all talk, right? That's why we all watch things, and that's why everything is so colourful, right? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I that's why another reason why I like doing this is because I like continuing the conversation because I don't think I think just I mean for you, you might not be able to watch the film. I mean, you've already seen the film, probably. 200 300 500 well, times because yeah, yeah. how much you're involved in it but um i just think there's so much to be taken away from the dialogue of um i mean so many of your past projects that it's just kind of like even though you can't in some instances you can't rewatch it just because of whatever that internal sort of uh, blockade is but yeah, um, yeah but i always that's... i always enjoy the the dialogue afterwards sort of just as a okay now that this is sat with me because now you've probably been on yeah. what six-ish yeah six about six yeah about six months yeah you're right so yeah it's sort of about september time we sort of wrapped it up so yeah no it feels like six months yeah i think i guess the last time i watched it was what sort of february the premiere so that's the last time i watched it on the big screen you know and that's but that's the sort of finished thing. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it does take. It's a decompression. There's a decompression, you know. And mm. 
and there is a joy of taking on something else, you know, and sort of, sort of letting that sort of little beam of light sort of trundle away. But but I feel it, it does feel I don't know how it feels. Um, and I guess you'll probably know more. And I don't know if you, people you talk to, but I, I, I've never left something feeling unhappy and uncomfortable with that sort of. And I don't know if that's the case with, you know, there's some things that I guess some things that sort of work and don't work. I don't know. It's sort of a matter of opinion, isn't it? But <clears throat> but, I, but personally, I always feel it, uh, what I leave is sort of, I, I know that I'm pretty sort of done with it, you know, so. No, I, I feel the same way. I There are yeah. some, some conversations, it's like, Okay, I'm done with this. This, yeah, this is done in the not in the can, but yeah. <laughs> out in the world. Yeah, yeah. You take it, interpret it as you want. This yeah. is what I gathered from the conversation. Um, yeah. But then there's some that I mean, I just love revisiting. Like honestly, I <laughs> I did not expect our conversation to go this way this morning, which I'm absolutely loving. <laughs> it's, it's completely. Um, it's just an organic conversation, which yeah, no, no, I get it. I, I went when I was in New York shooting Sharper. A friend of mine, uh, Chris Thompson, who who used to be a flatmate of mine in London, you know, when we were much younger in our twenties, and he he runs a sort of famous jewelry shop, and he's he was always a screenwriter. And when I turned up, and you know, he was in New York, I was like, we should hook up. And he goes, I've just shot this short, I directed it, and I've done this cut. So he had this drive and this, you know, um, laptop with Premiere or something editing. He showed it to me and I went, because you know, he's like, he knows I'm an editor. And he was like, What do you think? And I went, You just need to do a bit of this, a bit of that. But it's really good. And he goes, Oh, great, I'll post it. And I was like, No, no, you need to finish it. And he's like, No, it is finished. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like this is a beautiful viewpoint from someone who's like, he's written, directed, you know, done the whole thing. But I was like, No, you've got to finish it. The sound, the dialogues, you've got it's so bad, you know, like it, but the film's brilliant. Mm. So he was like, well, okay, what's that? So I hooked him up with my first in New York, Salah, and then I hooked him up. And then the guy I rented my apartment from was a, mu was a music guy. And he was a good new composer and had a studio. The other guy knew someone who did all the color. And we got the whole film. We got the actors back, recorded ADR, and we finished it. He put it into like some, like the Chelsea Film Festival, won first prize, you know? So like, but it was like that. That's a really good example of, in his mind, he was done. In my mind, it was like, no, you've got to finish it. You know, so <laughs> there's a completely different perspective on it. I really admired his perspective, but like his film would have stayed on the hard drive if he had not finished it, you know. Mm. But so it's just a question of perspective. It's going on that journey of making sure you do finish it, you know, and that mm. is it's always whether creatively, technically and everything else, you know, emotionally. So I admired him for his, for his gusto, but... But um, yeah, it, 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 we finished it. It was great. You know, I was pleased to be in New York, happy to be there, making sharper. And so I sort of hopped out on a short movie. So, well, hopefully you got a producer credit on that because you. Did. <laughs> I haven't checked. I haven't checked. <laughs> I should do, shouldn't I? Uh, no, but no, that's an amazing story um, because it is all about fresh perspective. Um, anyone just popping in. Totally. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's yeah, collaborative is is the word I think. Love that. Yeah, um, and I know you're going to be tired of me asking this question because you obviously have gone on many press cycles about this project, but um, you are a hero of mine in the sense of 
you have worked on The Crown, and The Crown is oh, thank you. one of my favorite shows of the past decade. It's just that's really down. nice. It just it's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good, isn't it? I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I, it's funny, isn't it? The Crown is, you know, when I first went to it, it was like The Crown, what people in sort of costumes, sort of Edwardian period, you know, going right back. And I was like, how's this work? And when I, when I saw Peter Morgan's scripts, I was like, oh, that's how it worked. <laughs> you know, it's sort of, it's champagne and vinegar, vinegar, isn't it? It's pepper and salt. It's sort of sugar and spice. It's not just a thing. It's really interesting you say that, Jackson, because so many people I've met and sort of said, you know, and they, they find out what you're doing and, you know, you engage in that conversation. And you go, oh, one of the things I worked on is The Crown. By default, most people I meet is like, oh, I haven't watched it. I, I wouldn't watch The Crown, you know. It's a, it, and this, generally, probably this side of it, this, you know, that sort of over in Europe. <clears throat> yeah. It's a sort of built-in kind of, no, I'm not watching that. I wouldn't watch The Crown. I was like, you should watch it. I, 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 so I'm not just watching it because I make it, but watch it. It's still, it, it would, there's things in it that you will really, really enjoy. I know it's about this monarchy, and some people have this problem with the sort of monarchy, you know, in, in this country. But it, I said, look, you'll go past that. In fact, you'll, you'll find that we're picking with small little pins, poking holes in it, you know, and, and that's, and then I've had people come back going, by the way, I've watched it. Fantastic, you know, great. So it's, it's a sort of, a door that needs to be opened. And I, I opened that door when I first worked on it. So I appreciate that you, you've seen it and, and enjoyed it for what it is, you know, cause it's. Yeah, no, I, I just like with assassins, I mean, I just, I love, I don't know, the, the layers that you're able to peel back. And I mean, the same with fairy tale. I mean, and obviously everything's sort of in between, but I mean, just to sort of see yeah. End, of, end of that season, middle of the, I guess that was the fourth season. Fourth season, yeah. Fourth season, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah. just, it's so interesting to sort of pick apart the little, or pick apart little things in between and see how they've completely transitioned into the storyline of the current or that particular yes episode yeah. it's just it's so well done and i i credit a lot of that to to what you've been able to do because yeah well that well that a lot of that you know i was sort of lucky um i saw that's why i met ben you know that ben ben carroll you know that we sort of well i got interviewed for an early episode in season one and the director was like not interested i, I sort of knew one of the producers that was behind that left bank pictures andy harris he's a lovely guy and i was sort of out and I think Ben went for the same thing and met and he was out and then it came back and they were like, well, there's one floating episode that Stephen Doldry can't sort of do because he's too busy on the finale, you know, and, and they sort of put Ben in, in, in for it. And Andy came back and said, do you want to meet Ben? You know, he's a young, inspiring director, and like, you know, and they sort of, you, you guys would probably get along. So I met him and we sort of both had this conversation about really wanting to do it together and sort of climbing over climbing over the wall, you know, because, it, you know, there was these sort of big, big, big directors like Stephen and uh, Philip that were kind of, you know, run, have already set the tone and set the show. So they were kind of really busy down that end. So when we came in and did Assassins with the sort of Graham Sutherland, the painting, you know, it was sort of music to our ears. And Ben and I sort of just ran with it and we kind of did stuff in that episode that we kind of just felt organic to us, you know, and we sort of really hit a really good note. 
And I think it really shows. I think that episode kind of, it was, it, it was sort of simple, but it was um, very simple in its sort of storytelling. But I think the stuff between um, Churchill and Sutherland when they're painting, you know, the kind of dialogues about the pond and the loss of his daughter was pretty moving stuff, you know. And I think the way Ben filmed it with Adriano was fantastic. But that was our kind of climbing over the wall together. So we sort of spent, I think, since then, a sort of decade together. I think I, I sort of, I think I spent more time with Ben than I have with my wife, you know. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy, right? But it's probably true. It's like probably had that those hours. So we sort of know each other intimately. So on that journey of sort of climbing over the wall, we sort of then went off and we made uh, Andor together, you know, Star Wars. And, oh, yeah. and, funny, and funny enough, when we kind of got to Andor, there was a whole scene in it, you know, with Diego, um, when he breaks in to sort of save Bix, the sort of, you know, the, the sort of female character that's been imprisoned, you know, in the, in the ISP. And Diego, when he gets in the room, she says, she goes, I had a dream you were coming. I dreamt you climbed over a wall. And when, when she said it, Ben and I sort of burst in. We were like, that was us. We did it. You know, we had this dream. You know, we've always wanted to make a film. And we sort of, you know, we, we got to this stage when we were doing Andor, and then and this film came along, you know, that, uh, that Ben got a call. You know, I think from the stuff that you've done on The Crown with Julianne Moore, uh, you know, sort of said, I wanted to direct and, and he came into the fray and, and they interviewed him and he rang me up and said, we've got a movie, you know, do you want to do it? And I was like, we've just climbed over the wall again. You know, this is what we've always wanted to do. So it's something, there's something really interested in relationships and time, you know, and, and sticking together and, and we believed in each other and our work is sort of, well, we've always complimented each other, I think, in our, the way we work, you know, and I think that's shown, hopefully, no, shows in, in, in Sharper, I think. I think there's probably some stuff of the crown you can probably see in Sharper, right? You probably can see it. You know, that is a sort of slight DNA to us, I think, slightly. No, and I think that's sort of the beautiful thing about the relationships between, I mean, anyone that sort of carries along in terms of whether it's a cinematographer and a director or editor, or director, whatever it may be. I mean, there is a, an interesting line and now I'm going to have to go back and <laughs> do my little pinpoints of like, Ooh, okay. yeah, um, <laughs> you're going to draw a line on top of the screen. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be like, okay, so this references this episode of the crown in this episode yeah. and, and then now now it all makes sense and it, it, yeah it, no. yeah but i i think that i mean it, it's beautiful in in terms of having that relationship um with ben because i mean it's that only makes the film ultimately stronger. I, I think so yeah i think so i think i think there's a, a you probably you can probably look through the you know the history of directors and editors like you say cinematographers and even back in the days you know actors actresses to cameramen you know sort of hollywood you know, sort of glam you know the really early days so it's a it's a it's a relationship that's this that is um as important outside of the edit as it is in. That's the thing that I'm sort of trying to that it's sort of it's sometimes it's what we talk about outside of it that isn't directly referencing the movie. It's somewhere away, maybe even talking about another movie, maybe even talking about something completely different, maybe talking about the fact that we're gonna go on a hike and we talk together about the hike. There's something in all of that relationship that really ha and it's a, a and it's uh you sort of fall in sync and there is a you know syncreatic kind of revolving door with this 
Mm. And then when that when that breaks, of course I go off and do something for someone else. Of course it works. Of course I, I love meeting other I love meeting other people. But it's it, uh, yeah, hands down, it's a, it's a joy always to go back with with Ben. You know, it's always there's something there's something I like about him. There's something very energized by him. I've been on set. I've shot second unit for him. I watch him film. I go to a set. I watch the way he works, and there's sort of something. Um, something very energized by that you know sort of chaotic energy which i sort of admire as an editor i'm sort of methodical and calm and a bit sort of you know like everything's a bit zen For him it's just like this sort of rolling snowball down a mountain and it's sort of when i so i when i experience that from him i'm like okay that's cool i get it right you know let's put the roll let's, i'll come i'll come on to the big rolling avalanche with you you know so it's sort of that's that's the, there's the compliment you know i'm particularly in engaged with I've sort of got really uh quite a wide varied understanding of music you know like I listen to a lot of music and I'm really good with music when I sort of edit music it's quite often the choices I make they quite they sort of remain in the films you know Ben's tone deaf <laughs> <laughs> he's literally tone deaf he was told at school when he went to music class the teacher said to him you're never going to be able to do music you're tone deaf you know so he carries that but he doesn't but but then he also so I do all that but he's like, when it's good, he's like, that's good, you know. So, but when it's bad, he's sort of that's bad, you know. So he know he knows his way, he knows his barometer to music. He just doesn't know where to go and look in the the haystack to find it, you know. <clears throat> I love that. No, that it'd be interesting if you switch jobs for one day. What yeah, what would happen? Could you yeah. embrace the chaos and could he, um, could he weather the storm and uh, uh. I don't know. Yeah, I could, I could, I could probably tell you how that would roll. I reckon I could probably get through like the three, three setups, and three angles, and then at, at some point someone's going to lean in and go, "We've, we've only got four hours left, and we have to move to the next location." And I'm going to go, uh, "Okay, should we just uh, go over there, do this, and that's when it's going to unravel, right?" Because I will probably just make it up and never hit that, never get in those four hours. It, it, I guess it, he, he knows when to stop. Mm. And I and I guess I sort of know how to continue, right? Yeah, and tinker away. I and, and, tinker, I, think and I think that's what's impressive in terms of because that's yeah. another thing I just love about editing is I feel you could probably work on the film or the show or whatever it is for the rest of your life. Yeah, you can, you can. Yeah, exactly. That goes back. That goes back to your conversation earlier, isn't it? It's sort of ending, isn't it? Letting it go. That that's very true. You, you could you could keep going, and and people have done, and people go on for too long. Mm. That's definitely the case. I did, however, going back to directing though. Ben did ask me because his weekends was prepping. He asked me to shoot all the car stuff in the film in Sharper, all the sort of BMW driving through New York. I shot with the unit. On the weekends, you know, so he sent me out on my Sundays. He was like, "You can go and do that." So I worked, and this is New York, right? So I had this is I had a camera. I had this sort of I think they call them Ukrainian arms. They're yeah. sort of like a massive robot arm on top of a fast car, with a camera on the end with a sort of gyroscope thing, and you chase the cars. You drive through. I had police escorts, right? Because they closed down roads. But I had police escorts. I went to like the the uh, airport. I drove around. Queens. I drove around Manhattan in this thing, and I was with these guys who very experienced that shoot those movies like The Fast and the Furious. They shoot those films, you know, speeding, racing cars. He says, "What do you want?" I said, "Well, Ben's told me just to follow the car from behind like this," <laughs> and they're like, "Just behind, just like this." I went, "Yeah, 
yeah, over the so we went over to the to the bridge, the bridge in New York. I can't remember the bridge that. Uh, we stayed behind the car. He said. So I said we can pan down from the top and we just come down. I said hold it and we go like fifteen seconds. I said that's it. They said well, do you want to shoot another angle? And I was like no, no, that's it. So these guys were like okay, all right. So let's move on to the next bit. So we filmed another bit. I filmed the same thing. I was like okay, we're going to do the same shot but different. We're going to do it from the front this time. But same blocked off car, just driving back from this. We got some other cars got in the way, so we had to do another take. And they were like, okay, do you want to learn? I was like, no, that's it. We were like finished by three o'clock. They were like, we want to film with the editor every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they were home to their families by like 3 p.m. You know, normally I think they have directors in their sort of go, right, shoot some more. Let's go there. Let's go and shoot this road. Let's shoot the car going past. You know, I, I literally minimized it. And it, it, it was, you know, I, was, I wasn't conscious of it. I was just like, well, the sh we've got the shot, right? That's it. Let's go. Let's right. go somewhere else. So there is, I guess when it comes to cars, I'll probably be fine. If you probably put Julianne Moore and Spatty and Stan in the frame, I'll probably absolutely have no idea what to do, you know, so. <clears throat> I would like to see where the credit on that is. <laughs> yeah, second unit car man. That's what they call me. <laughs> I love like that. Yeah. Um, and I know we're way over time, but if you allow oh, yes. yes. one more question, um, I just would like to ask, um, because I feel like I could chat with you for hours. Um, oh, is there someone that you can say that you wouldn't be here today without this person? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the yeah, in, in terms of, in terms of the film and and editing, I guess career wise, there was a there was a guy that I worked with called Stanley Long. He sort of made some films in the sixties and seventies. He was a sort of photographer, but he ran this company that had the editing hire equipment. You know, the Steinbecks and movie was like pre technology, and I met him when I was in my early twenties. And sort of what he got me into this post house in Soho. And he was kind of a sort of bit of a mentor. He, he was a kind of man that did a bit of everything. And he sort of made all his money in the 60s. He made some movies. You, you don't want to look them up, but they kind of, they were movies. And they, you know, they worked for him. But that wasn't what I, that wasn't what I got from him. What I got from him was a sort of can do, will do, and, and the passion that he had, he had a sort of passion for film, passion for celluloid, passion for the sort of photography. He lived with David Bailey and he kind of oozed that across me. He sort of let, he let that sort of fall down onto me and kind of always stood there, even though I was working for him doing the thing, wasn't doing the thing I was going to do. It did allow me eventually to do the thing I wanted to do. And I sort of owe, owe that to, to him. He passed away sort of 10 years ago, but it, he was that, that was a, that was a kind of keystone moment, yeah. you know, and I, he was very kind. I think I remember going to his uh, editing facility and they used to edit on 35 mil print in thousand foot reels about this big. And the first job he gave me was that when they edit from the Steinbeck, from the left roller to the right roller, the film's now back to front, you know, that reel's now back to front. So you have to rewind it if you wanted to watch it again. So I used to have to put it on this rewinder, which is this machine with two reels, that span you laced it around the sort of film bobbin around this way back and you put your foot on a foot pedal like a car accelerator 
So I put this thing on and I pressed go and it went so fast. It got halfway through, the thing came off and the whole film just span off and ran, went rolling down the corridor into this big heap. And this Stanley came out and kind of picked one end up with one hand and he kind of span it like this because it was all coiled together like spaghetti. And he span mm. it and it all went back up and he went, next time wear white gloves and put your hand on the edge and you'll say, it, you'll never ever drop the film again. And I never dropped a piece of film after that, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind, of, I kind of owe that to him. And I guess, you know, I, but I guess the biggest one would be my mother, I guess, right? If I'm going to be really fair, but <clears throat> he was a dressmaker and she made dresses. So I remember, you know, the, the singer um, knitting, you know, machine, you know, electronic uh, sewing machines. When you have that little foot thing, and you put the cloth in with a needle, it goes. I remember watching her do that and stitching the edges of clothes. You know, the sort of the the stitch on the edge of the, and that stuck with me as well. So I guess I probably somewhere in fabric and cutting fabric, watching that machine stitch us together, probably stayed with me as a child. You know. Mm. And, led, and led me to stitching many photographic images together. Mm. I love that. I that's that's amazing. Maybe that maybe I my grandma did the same thing, and I I like editing what? in a different capacity. Not what I don't think I could edit a film or a television show, but I do love editing my podcast. Every, but 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 Jackson, like, I came to the conclusion the other day. I watched my children like making stuff on cap cut right on phones like touch right i oh, am yeah, yeah. and they edit like sort of freely with touch and like they just they sort of six they're just sort of flowing right it's just flows out of them and i watched it but then i realized it sort of it sort of dawned on me that everything we look at you i it's all what we're all editing isn't it we are editing that's what it is you know, everything is the edit everything we do is the is the edit you know it's sort of editing in different ways but it is so sort of universal it's sort of every part of it i think is you know every facet of life is that in itself it's sort of editing story our days are stories on themselves how they unravel and you and i see each other you know and how that's how i feel you know but it's it, what what is your what did your grandmother what do you owe to your grandmother oh no i was just saying i think maybe that's <laughs> the reason why i like editing it, it, it's similar to yours it's just i was always so fascinated how she could take something like, yeah just so random whether it was like something from a patch of a gene and then yeah yeah to something yeah. else that made no yeah, sense yeah yeah no, it's like, it's, yeah so <clears throat> no yeah i mean that's probably like reaching reaching far but i, I don't mean, yeah i don't know i don't know if it is i think that i think a lot of things have a, you know that's where it's we're all we're all made of something aren't we so but i did that that is there's been a lot of other people along the way and, and I think, and, and yeah, and everything else. But I think I could probably pinpoint it on those two things. But I have to say though, um, just so you know, my my first child was is was a boy. He's now about to turn. I should know this, shouldn't I? About twelve. But I named him Jackson. Ah. Yeah. So you should. I'm just gonna say. I had to say just to let you know. But I I sort of I always really liked Jackson Pollock, you know, the painter. So I was always yeah, sort yeah. of. And then I somehow liked him, and then. When I saw the baby, I was like, and I was sort of always like the name. I don't know why I just kind of like the name. I was like, I'm going to call him Jackson. My wife was kind of okay, all right, this is okay. But <clears throat> so, um, so I dig your name. I'm going to just uh, say it. Thank you. No, <laughs> I have four yeah. names. Well, 
I have yeah. two middles, one first and a last, and they all have some family yeah. tie in them. And so Jackson yeah. was, I think, the last name of someone. Um, right. I don't really remember. And yeah, because 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 one well, no, you said no. I, I don't really know much about that. But it 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 it, it generally Jackson is a second name, isn't it? It's a surname, right? It's it's something yeah. that's only moved over as a sort of first name for not so long i think you know not that long but but yeah that's that's um jackson vickery yeah it goes well though it works right yeah i like it yeah i'm yeah. okay i've never wanted to change my name um yeah it's sort of jackson vickery could be like a really high-end pro american footballer or something is it jackson vickery <laughs> you don't or, want to see that or, that would be a really or, really bad uh or bad. racing car driver <laughs> You would hear that name one time and then that one you never hear it again in any sports capacity whatsoever. So I'll, just, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll take that back. You can cut that piece out. You can cut all that out, right? You can cut everything out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cut. You can uh, cut. I know we're way over time. This has been such yeah. a chat. I want to do this again someday because I could dive into so much more but um but thank you thank you thank you for no no it's a, it's a joy the joy to meet you thank you very much i'm gonna go back to my my uh my refrigerated room and edit some star wars oh is it uh yeah. what are you editing? it's why i'm on i'm on and or season two yeah. and it's mm. and it's yeah it's it's fun but it's cloaked with Huge amounts of secrecy, so I'm gonna zip my. No, I get it. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. yeah. I get that. I, I've yeah. enough people in a Star Wars project that yeah, yeah, wanna, yeah. Want to get a little <laughs> involved uh, in a. In a <laughs> I'll say goodbye. Lovely to meet you, Jackson. Uh, and uh, let's talk again at some point. That'd be lovely, right? Absolutely, would love yeah, to. Yeah, Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael, and the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.